Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes, and to do that, we have to have the captain, Mr. Byron Mitchell. How you doing today, man? Doing good. The Buckeyes are back, and we didn't think we didn't think we'd even have this. And Byron, it's been a minute since you've been on. You haven't been on since we. Gave the journey of how we even got football back in the Big Ten? Nah, that was the last episode I was on, so I had to come back. Oh, yeah. Gotta yeah. give the people what they want. Yeah, and what they want is some Buckeye talk. They want that Buckeye talk. So what we're going to be doing with these Buckeye reviews that we're going to do, is we're going to review the game that just happened, and we're going to give a little preview of the next game. So we're going to try and make this a weekly thing with the captain. Sounds good. So let's just get right into it. First game of the year, uh, we're going against Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska was the other school who was pushing for the Big Ten to play football. So it was kind of, I guess, the Big Ten saying, oh, Nebraska, you want a football back? So you get to be Ohio State's first, quote-unquote, victim. So the final score was 52, Ohio State, 17, Nebraska. So we came out on top. When you see that score, you think that's – that's what we expected, but the beginning of the game didn't look like we get that score, did it, Byron? No, nah, the beginning of the game was rough, and I just chalked it up to nerves and, you know, first game back, they're going to have your jitters, haven't played since January, so there's going to be some rust. Um, so I was expecting, I wasn't expecting like a start like that, but I was expecting there to be some rust. Mm-hmm. Because the first, Nebraska just took the ball in first possession, drove right down the field and scored. And we were just like, oh, okay, okay. And then we scored as well because the first quarter it was 14-7. to And at a point in the second quarter it was 14-14. And we were just waiting for the team to wake up. And they did. And then Nebraska only scored three points in the third quarter and didn't score in the fourth quarter as we scored 14 points in the third quarter and 14 points in the fourth quarter as well. So, Brian, what did you like? I guess we'll go like, didn't like. So what did you like about the Buckeyes' performance? So the first thing I liked was obviously Justin Fields, who had an amazing, amazing day yesterday, 20 for 21 uh, for 276 yards, two touchdowns, and he had 40, not 45, excuse me, 54 rushing yards and a touchdown. So I think he had a, an amazing debut performance yesterday. So that's the one thing I liked about the Buckeyes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else that you liked about the Buckeyes yesterday? Also, our wide receivers had a, a great day as well. Garrett Wilson had 129 yards and a touchdown. Um, Chris Olave had six um, 404 yards. He didn't have a touchdown, uh, unfortunately, but he still contributed to most of Justin Fields' passing yards. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba had an amazing toe-tap touchdown. Yes. Uh, so those are my top likes about yesterday's performance. And what are some things you didn't like? I would say our running game, like our running backs weren't as explosive as I thought they would be. Um, Trey Sermon had 48 yards and Master Teague had 41 yards. 
Um, he did have two touchdowns, but they were mostly like inside the twenty, the inside the red zone. Um, but I just would have liked them to be more explosive and bust out some big runs yesterday. Yeah, I completely agree on all the points you said, especially the don't like. I really didn't like how the running backs were playing this first game. The reason being is that Justin Fields, for most of the game, was the leading rusher, if not ended the leading rusher of the game. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he had the most with fifty-four. And I don't like that. And that's something where we're exposing because we had a lot of designed run plays for Justin Fields. So he was getting hit on those plays. And he did get sacked a couple of times. So I don't like us overexposing him like that, especially in the first game of the year against Nebraska. That's just asking for him to get hurt. And yes. I know with Buckeye Nation, we, we want to get in the playoff and we want to face Clemson. That is the goal this year. We want revenge because what we talked about on the podcast that we did with Mitch, if our last time seeing the Buckeyes for potentially two years would have been the game against Clemson, that no, that's, that's what we want. We want a rematch with them. Yes, give me Clemson. Yeah. So I just didn't like the running, but I didn't. And it's hard. It makes us see how really good we've had it the past 10 years with people like, Obviously, J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Chris Beanie-Wells, like all these, um, Boone Heron, all these running backs. And we've been blessed with running backs, and it did not have that running back initially this first game take charge was very disturbing to start. Yes. I, hopefully, I believe they'll get it together. I'm just going to, like I said at the beginning, I'm going to chalk this up to rust. But I don't want to... Not like that Ohio State fan, but I just wasn't impressed with our running backs yesterday. Even though we did end up having like 210 rushing yards, which is insane. We'd just like to have seen more from our running backs. Right. And then it's just, again, just with the running backs of seeing more from them, it's also keeping Justin Fields upright, healthy, only using his legs. Yeah, because... I know that's where the announcers were saying like that Ryan Day wanted um, Justin Fields to take less hits as possible. So with him rushing for 54 yards, it's kind of like, eh, you're, you're exposing him, so just need our running back to step up so we don't have to have a Justin Fields injury this year. Right. There was a tad thing, I guess it was earlier in the game, at the end they figured it out, but the defensive line, it, it just wasn't doing it for me at the beginning. Just the whole defense in general. I know we lost a lot. We lost Chase Young, who should have been the number one central pick in the draft, but he was number two, but he was the best overall player. We lost um, a lot of our defensive backs, Okuda, all them boys. Mm -hmm. So then again, I do equate that with you, too, with early jitters, with Russ. We haven't played since Clemson. So those, those things all do an account. It's just harder this year because since the Big Ten screwed up, we're so far behind, and this was our first game, and a lot of people have already had their fourth game. Yeah. So we have no – if we want Clemson, we have no board to get in the playoffs. We have no room for error. We have to win every game we play. Because if we lose once, we it's, and we don't want to give that to chance because we've seen how OSU's been burned. Yes. We lose once, and it's coming down to 
is this one loss OSU team better than a one loss Alabama? Like we don't, we do not want those arguments to OSU fans because they do not go well for us. No, I didn't. I wasn't impressed with our run defense because um, mm-hmm. we gave up 210 uh, rushing yards to Nebraska. Those quarterback runs were just destroying us. We could not figure them out for whatever reason. And I hope going forward that we do um, tighten up our run defense because that was that was not good. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see on that. I just want to hit a little bit about since we're starting so far behind and since Justin Fields had that phenomenal game. What does this do for potential Heisman chances? Because they already had mid they already have like mid season awards that they're already talking about. We just started our season. So is he even gonna get a shot to even get to New York? I don't know. This is a weird year for football in general. I know I saw a ticker on ESPN that he was the third in Heisman voting. So mm-hmm. he may get a chance to go to New York. But I'm just like, will he have enough like games to say, oh, he should be the MVP when someone like um, Trevor Lawrence has had a full season to put up stats? Yeah, and not even Trevor Lawrence. Now look at look at the dark horse, Mac Jones at Alabama. Yes, he's already right now. He's already at a faster statistical pace than Joe Burrow was last year. So just. Even though Alabama lost their top wide receiver due to injury, but I, which really sinks, but I feel like they're going to be fine. And just to put Justin Fields' performance in perspective, the 95.2 completion of his passes, tying Graham Mertz as the second-highest completion percentage in a Big Ten game history, minimum 15 attempts, and then OSU's dominance. OSU's now won 13 straight games, first conference opponents by double digits, the largest streak in Big Ten history. So that's really all we have for this game. It was just another, there's a lot to improve upon still, but good, good, solid direction. I really liked what I saw from Justin, and hopefully we can continue that. But now we're going to do a little preview of next week's game on Halloween Saturday, which is against the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, as a Buckeye fan, you know these games can get decided on the last play of the game. So they can really go either way. At first, even before Penn State uh, lost in double, whatever, overtime to Indiana by inches, I was nervous because it's, it's at Penn State, but there's no fans. So that means there's no whiteout because this game would have been a whiteout. Oh, for sure. I would have been nervous. As a Buckeye fan, you always think about those things like we're going to Penn State at night at a whiteout on ABC. As a Buckeye fan, you just smell, oh, we're going to lose. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just smell. Anytime we're just those primetime games on ABC and we're on the road and that's that opponent's biggest game. We're always nervous because we're like, oh, we're going to get their best shot, and then they're going to lose like the next week. But this game, no, no whiteout. Still at night, still Halloween night, still ABC on the road. Penn State obviously was in the top 10 
and they lost to Indiana, which dropped them out of the top 10, which as a Buckeye fan, I was actually mad because we need, if it comes down to committee stuff, that would have been our big signature win against a top 10 team on the road. Currently, currently ESPN right now is predicting we have a 79% chance to win and Penn State has a 21% chance to win. When you see Penn State, what type of threat do you pose? Do they pose to the Buckeyes? They always give us their best performance. No yes. matter what, when we play them, is always their best performance. I remember lots of games where we have lost last second to Penn State. So it's always that threat, like, how are they going to perform against us? Like, are we going to get their best game? Are we going to get their game against Indiana? It just could go either way. So that's what Penn State always just always makes me a little nervous, no matter if we're playing them the day or if we're playing them at night. They're just a good team, and they're always something to worry about. Right. And they, and they usually have some real good players. Obviously, people know Saquon Barkley and um, Trey Sorman, the quarterback, used to be there. Now they have Clifford, who last night he had 238 yards, passing three touchdowns, but two picks. But then he also had 17 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown running. And they they started behind, but from that game, from the Indiana game, they were very explosive. They just, it was a bad play where they should have went down. The game would have been over, but they scored. That was just bad. Coaching. Yeah, that, that, that was a bad uh, decision by that. Um, I think it was the running back. You can see at the in the end zone he did try to stop it, but it was just too late. You already scored. Yeah, so I don't know. I just feel like without the crowd, this should be a relatively smooth game. Without the crowd, I'm hoping we don't get to at the time of this recording. This is right after the game. I'm hoping we don't get to Wednesday night, and then Pennsylvania is like. Oh, you guys can have 30,000 fans in there just for this game. And then I'm going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not good. Yeah. I'd, hopefully they stick with, because I feel like it's a Big Ten imposed rule where they aren't only are allowed to have like family um, as mm-hmm. fans. So hopefully mm-hmm. they'll, stick, like, they'll, they'll stick with that and not give Penn State a special privilege for this game. Yeah, because this is our this is OSU's biggest game until Michigan. Yes, from here till Michigan, there's a lot of not so good teams. You have to check how Indiana does because I do believe we play them. I don't have the schedule. We right do. Now. I was looking at it earlier. They're our fourth game this year, I believe. So now we're gonna see how Indiana does because we potentially need to watch out for Indiana. But right now, Penn State's the biggest game until Michigan, and then. And eventually, we're speaking into existence, the conference championship game against probably Wisconsin. Probably Wisconsin. Oh, that, that's where we have to look. I, I, think we, I think we come out on top. I think we win, I'd say, 45-24. We pull away late in the second half like we did against Nebraska. Because Penn State, and I also credit this to coaching too, I feel like they lost that game at Indiana because they were looking ahead to us. Never look ahead. I know we have made that mistake um, many Mm -hmm. times. 
Mm-hmm. And Penn State was playing us a lot earlier than they usually do, even though they typically play us in October, but it's the second game. And I could see some of those players saying, oh, we play Ohio State next week. So I think they looked ahead. But that's, again, on coaching on James Franklin. He's a good coach, but he always makes these mistakes or whatever that stops him from being a great coach. Even though in this recent span, he's the only other coach to win the Big Ten in these past couple of years. Yep, because I think that was a year he beat us. Yep, in 2016, they beat us on the block. Block, yep. Field goal. Yep, and they beat us. They won the Big Ten. They're the last team to win the Big Ten since Michigan. Well, Michigan State was another team in 2015 or something like that. But we've mostly been dominating the Big Ten conference. Yes. Yes, we have. Do you have a prediction score for this game for Penn State OSU? I'm going to say it's, you said what, 45-24? 45-24, we pull away late. I think we'll pull away late as well. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be a one-score game. I'm going to say 42-35. Okay. You heard it here first, guys. We'll be back next week to go over the game and see how we both did on the predictions and we'll go from there you already know we'll give you a detailed review of the game we're here for you if you guys are listening to this in different countries and you don't get osu football but you're interested we're definitely going to have a recap yes we will so glad buckeye football is back i was actually a little nervous uh friday that i don't know something could happen and they would cancel the game, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm so happy that it actually went through. It feels great. Yeah, it just the bit, and we're not being homers to Ohio State, but having the Big Ten back really fully completes the college football experience. Like, I was watching Ohio State, especially because the deal with Fox, we're right at noon, so you knock that out, then you can pay attention to the other teams. And it just really completes the experience having Big Ten. Yep, and then I think Pac-12 starts next week, so we'll have a full college again. Yeah. We'll see how the Pac-12 does, though, because the, re- the problem with the Pac-12 is since they're on the West Coast, they always play their games at like yeah. 10.30. And then if they want to be a big-time game at 8 p.m. on ABC, that means they have to play their game at like 5.30 yep. over there. So but we'll see. But, yeah, everything's back. Byron, you got anything else for – for the fans, for anyone listening, any plugs? Not any plugs. You know, just check out our YouTube, L7C YouTube. We've got some great content up there. Of course, check out our podcast. We've got some great episodes. Hey, you heard the captain. He told you to check out the YouTube. He told you to check out the podcast. I have nothing else to say. If the captain says it, make sure you do it. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. We hope you guys have a great week. OSU, Penn State, Halloween night, 7.30, ABC. Bright lights. Let's see how our boys perform. Go Go Bucks. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.